It's a good Sunday morning. It's beautiful outside, and we're so glad that you joined us today. Um, welcome to Palm Sunday. Uh, I'm so thankful for our church family uh, and, and you gathering online uh, and continuing to uh, to reach out and support and love one another, support the church, uh, support. It's just nothing like having a church family to strengthen one another. So I want to encourage you this week uh, to remember that even though we're 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 apart, let's stay together. Let's stay united. Pick up the phone, call somebody. I really like I really like FaceTiming somebody so you can see their face and you can talk to them. Not only hear their voice but see their face or Marco someone. But uh, let's stay connected. Let's stay connected and and love on someone. Amen. So uh, I'm thankful for today. I was just thinking just a minute ago. I just wrote this down because I wanted to remember to say it. I'm thankful for Facebook and YouTube. I mean, who in the world would have ever thought that uh, we would come to a day like today that we would be so thankful for Facebook and YouTube to keep us connected together. And uh, it's it's amazing. So thank you uh, out there, Facebook and YouTube and all technology and getting this done. I want to say also thank you for our sound people, our worship team that are coming to try and make this happen and, and, and the extra work that it, it involves. And I really, really appreciate all of that. And it's such a blessing. I'm looking forward to Friday night at 6.30. It's going to be a special service, and I want you to come out and join us. So today I'm going to be talking about uh, faith that comes by revelation of knowing the will of God in our life. Faith that comes by revelation of knowing the will of God. And uh, we talk about faith a lot. We talk about how uh, miracles we believe. We believe that miracles are for today. How many believe that miracles are for today? And we we need miracles today. This is a day and time in our life that we need God to perform great miracles. So we're going to talk about that for a little bit today on this Palm Sunday. Galatians 3. Get your Bibles out. I hope your families get bringing your Bibles to church uh, bringing them to your living room with you. Uh, Galatians 3, uh, verse 5. <clears throat> it says this, Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by the work of the law or by the hearing with faith? Just as Abraham believed God, it was counted to him as righteousness. Known th- know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of of Abraham. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed uh, w- with Abraham, the men of faith. I believe that right now there's people listening to me today that I want to encourage you that God wants to fill your life with his purpose and his will for your life. So it, it, it is, it's a matter of activating our faith in the time that we are in right now. And faith is not mind over matter. Faith is not mind over matter, but it's the renewed mind by the reading of the word. It's the renewed mind by the work of the Holy Spirit that lets us know that faith is activated. It's not just simply saying, well, I believe. It's activating your faith by believing what God has already spoken over you. Faith is the revealed understanding that God 
is. How many believe today that God is? God is right now in the middle of this storm. God is. And that it is his plan and His there's a plan and there's a purpose for every single person's life. There is no one under the sound of my voice listening here today. There's no one out there today hearing this that God did not create you with a design plan for your life. And it is his will that that plan be fulfilled in your life. And so uh, you're, you're, you're not here by accident in this season. It's not just a season that, that, that we come upon and God did not know about. He knew that you were going to be living in this day, in this generation, when we would be in the middle of all this chaos. Maybe you ask yourself the question, why, why me, Lord? And he says, because I, I created you for this moment. I created you for this season of life. I created you for this divine, this purpose, and this is your time. So you're here at this time in this season for a purpose. So it's so important that we know the purpose and the will of God for our lives, or it can be quite confusing. We can, we can sit and wonder, why me? But when we understand that God has created every person that's listening to me today and for this generation, for this time, and we must have the faith to believe that God will fulfill his will in our life. I want to look at Matthew real quick. It said, if we had the faith of a size of mustard seed, then we could move a mountain. That's, a, that's just a tiny little mustard seed. If I was holding one in my hand today, you could not even see it. It's so tiny. He says, if you had the faith of a size of a mustard seed, you could move mountains. Your faith is like a mustard seed, and it will grow when you plant it in the truth of God's word, and you water it with prayer and fasting. It's so important in this season we're in that prayer and fasting. We should pray all the time, we should, but it's so important in this particular season that we, we're in that we plant the seed into the ground and water it with prayer and fasting. Then your faith will have the power to move mountains. Come on, somebody. Your faith will have the power to move mountains. Move, Mountain-moving faith it will bring power of the kingdom of God to earth. That's what mountain-moving faith is. It's when we believe and we bring the kingdom of God to earth. We're, we begin to speak, as I said last week, we begin to speak what God is already saying, what God has already declared, what God is already doing. And God, God didn't change his plan because, uh, because of the situation we're in. God's plan is yay and amen, and he has not changed. And so we begin to declare what God is already speaking. And the only way we do that is by understanding that we are purposed for the kingdom for a time like this. No one, no one has ever come to God without first believing that he is. No one has ever uh, come to God and, and, and received salvation without believing God is. And this is the will of God that every person would be saved. You know that's his will? His will is that every person should be saved. Now, he leaves us up to choice. We got a choice in the matter. Can I get a better amen? We get to choose this. We get to, we, we get to make the decision, God, I'm going to believe, I'm going to trust in you, and I will be saved. Romans 10 tells us this. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Three times in this little short passage of scripture, it talks about believing. It talks about if you believe in your heart, God will raise him up from the dead. If you believe, you will be justified. If you believe, you will not be put to shame. 
It's so important that we put our faith and our trust in God right now, that we say, God, we believe. We, we, with all the shaking going on, God, we're standing on the side of rock, that you're for us and nothing can come against us. We believe in you. We believe you for our salvation. We believe you for miracles. We believe you, Lord, for our provision. We believe you, Lord, because your word is yea and amen. And just as we believe for, our, for the saving faith of God, we believe for the healing faith in God. So for us to say we believe that the Lord is able to heal me is like saying I believe the ground is able to produce life without planting a seed. There has to be a seed that's planted in the ground. We must first believe the word, and the word is the seed for a miracle. This word is the seed for your miracle in your life. This word is the seed that God wants to water, that he wants you to water, and he wants you to, to, to take care of so that it will grow up and your faith will grow. Your faith will expand. Romans 10 says this, so faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. James tells us, if there are any sick among you, then ask the elders of the church to come and pray over the sick and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. And if they have committed sin, they will be forgiven. Come on, that's a, that's a great word today. That's a great word today. If there's any sick, and we know that there's people sick around us everywhere. We're staying in our homes. We're wearing masks when we go to the grocery store. We're doing everything we can. We're doing social distancing. Even in this room today with our small group, we're all six feet apart. We're doing the things necessary to stay well. But if there's any sick among you, have the faith to believe and pray the prayer of faith that God's going to heal them. And I want us to take the time in our every morning prayer that we're saying, God, come and heal our land. God, drive out this virus. God, drive out this. But let's also say in our prayer, God, come and save our land. Come on, to every unbeliever, let this be a season when they would say, Lord, I'm going to turn my attention to you, God. I'm going to look to you because I believe, God, that you're the only thing that can save us. You're the only thing that can save us. This is the word of the Lord, and it's seed to our soul. So when we believe the word of God and we pray according to the word, we can expect a miracle to come to pass because God's word is truth. And it's the seed of life. God's word is true and it's the seed of life. So do you expect a miracle today? I'm going to ask you this question. Are you expecting a miracle in your life today? Are you believing God for the situation in your life. And let's go down that list of things that we need to believe God for. First, let's believe God that he would come into our life and he would save us. Because you know what? As bad as it might be and difficult as it might be, that's the only thing that counts in the end is that we've given our life to Christ and that we're saved. That's the only thing that counts in the end. The second thing, that we believe that God is our, our healer? Do we believe he's come to heal us today? Maybe, you, maybe you're uh, wondering today about your situation going forward with the economy and what it looks like. I can tell you today, the word says, and I stand upon this word, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread. I'm standing on that promise of God. So we believe. We believe. Psalms 107 says this, he sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Come on. He sent his word out. He sent his word out. His word does not go out void. He sent his word out, and it healed them, and it delivered them 
from their destruction. Come on, he is our hope today. He is our hope. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. He is our, he is our hope today, and this is the hope of the world. So that we know that God heals the sick, and we know that God delivers us from destruction. So we should never pray faithless prayers by saying, and I have to confess before I even say this, I have prayed this prayer before. God, forgive me for praying like this. I have prayed like this. If it's your will, Lord, if it's your will, Lord, listen, it is God's will in every facet of our life. We don't have to pray, if it's your will, Lord, heal them. We don't have to pray, if it's your will, Lord, would you provide? We don't have to pray, if it's your will, Lord, would you do this or that? If it's written in this word, it's already in his heart, and it's already in his mind, and it's already, he desires to do it. So let's don't pray faithless prayers. Let's pray, let's pray prayers that, 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 that the Lord is already speaking over us, and let's then believe God for the supernatural. Listen to me today. If you're listening to my voice today, whether you're sick from the virus or you have a cancer or you have whatever it might be, I'm going to speak to you. I know, I know one of the ladies in our church is battling with cancer right now. We're going to say to the, we're going to say, not if it's your will, because God, we know it's your will. God, we're praying for divine healing in their body today. Come on, let's give God praise for that right now. Let's say, come on, we're trusting God for that today. It's his will. It's his will both the the spiritual and the physical. So we're praying for every person in the nation today. We're praying for God to just come and just heal our land. Every person in this nation today, God, come and heal our land. The gospel does not leave us wondering with uncertainty, praying prayers that are hopeless and vain, but the gospel leaves us with promise. There are so many promises for us as believers. When, when Jesus took the stripes on his back, it was for our healing. That promise is in this book. First Peter refers to it. He said, and himself carried our sins in his body on the cross so that, so that we would be dead to the sin and live for righteousness. Our instant healing flowed from his wounds. When I read that, I wanted to say it again. Our instant healing healing flows from his wounds. So many times we settle for things. We settle. We say, well, God, you know, in your time and your, we say, listen, God wants to heal you instantly right now at this moment. I want to speak a bold word of faith. If you're listening to me right now and you need a supernatural healing in your body, I want you to just, I want you to lay hands on yourself. <laughs> and I want you to say, God, your word declares over my life that I am healed. I believe that after this day that we're going to see miracles take place. I believe that people are going to be uh, 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 letting us know that God, while you was preaching on Sunday morning, I was watching online, and the Lord came, and, man, I was healed immediately. I believe that. I believe that. So we're believing God for the supernatural. In Luke, it says this, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been raised, and he went into the synagogues as he always did. And on the Sabbath day, when Jesus came to the front to read the scriptures, they handed him a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll 
and he read where it is written. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to be the hope for the poor, freedom for the brokenhearted and new eyes for the blind and to preach to the prisoners. You are set free. Come on, somebody. I want to read that again. Woo! I feel the anointing right now. The spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to be the hope for the poor, the freedom for the brokenhearted, and the new eyes for the blind, and to preach to prisoners, you are set free. I've come to share the message of Jubilee, for the time of God's great acceptance has begun. And after he read this, he rolled up the scrolls, handed it back to the minister, and sat down and everyone stared at Jesus, wondering what he would, what was he about to say. In Luke 4, 21, then he added, This scripture came true today in front of you. This scripture came true today in front of you. And I pray in that today, this scripture, this word that I've preached today, this word that's come, that's come forth, and you've heard this word today, that this word would come true for you today. Listen to me. As we read the word of God, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you in not just in this season, but in every day of our life. Let's wake up and let's take the time to open this Bible. I mean, if it's just five minutes, take the time to open your Bible for five minutes every morning and say, God, I just want your word to speak to me. I want your word to minister to me. I want your word to build my faith. I want your word to come alive to me. I want your word to, 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 to revive me, oh God. I want your word to heal me, oh Lord. I want your word to heal my family today, God. And I'm standing upon the promises of God. For every day of my life, there's a promise written in this book that I can stand on. For every situation, for every season, for everything that I go through, there is a promise in this book that's going to carry me through the storm. He's our healer, and he's our savior. And he came to this world. As we get ready for this Easter season, we think about the death and the burial and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. But you know why he died on the cross? He died on the cross for you. He died on the cross for you. And, he's, and his blood still flows from Calvary today for you. Still flows from Calvary today for you. And he still and he still heals today and he's still opening the blinded eyes and he's and there's still miracles being done today and God wants to do a miracle in your life so I pray the word will be your seed and that your faith would rise up and today you would believe and trust in God I'm not going to put my trust in anything else I'm not going to put my trust in Listen, again, I'm going to say this. I've said it several times. I'm thankful to our president. I'm thankful to their team. I'm thankful to our leaders for all that they're doing to stimulate the economy, to bring life back. I thank for all the doctors that are involved. I thank you for all the scientists. I thank for all the medicine. I'm thankful for all of those things. But I have to tell you today, at the end of the day, my hope is not in those things. I'm thankful for them, but my hope is in him. My hope is in the Lord. 
My hope is in this word. And I've been through storms in my life. This is not the first storm I've ever been through. Not the first storm you've ever been through. I've been through situations in my life. And there's one thing I can tell you. That God has never failed me yet. God has never failed me yet. When I was a little bitty boy, four years old, I spent a long time in the hospital. Sick. And I've told this story before. If you're a part of our house, you've heard me tell this story. But my parents had raised me to believe that God was a healer. My pastor had told me that God was a healer. So when those around me were concerned whether I was going to make it or not, I was believing that God was my healer. I, I wore my poor pastor out. I had him coming up to the hospital to pray. When I would see the concern in my mother's eyes, I'd say, call Brother Mahan to come and pray. And because God's going to heal me, I had the faith of a child to believe. I want you to have the faith of a child today to say, God, you're going to heal our land. You're going to heal my body. You're going to take care of my family. And you're going to save my soul. You're going to save my soul. So I want to pray with you today. If you're, if you're listening today and you've never given your life to Christ, this, on this Palm Sunday would be a great day to say, Oh, Lord, our provider, our hope for the world, Hosanna, Hosanna. Would you come and save me today, Lord? Your, promise, you, your promises are yea and amen. And you've already said, God, that you've already declared over my life. You already got promise over my life. God, you've already uh, uh, got a plan for me. And so, God, I want to know what that plan is. I want to know what that purpose is for my life. So, God, I'm coming to you today with a bowed hand. I'm saying, God, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me, Lord, because I've not chosen you up to this point. Forgive me, Lord, because I've not invited you into my life to, up to this point. But today is the day of salvation. And God, your word tells me that you died on the cross so that I could have life and have it more abundantly. And so, Lord, I bow my head before you today. And I say, Lord, right there in your living room or in your car, wherever you're at. And I want you to just pray the prayer of faith today that says, God, I, I, I confess with my mouth that I'm a sinner, God. I believe in my heart that you died so that I could be saved. And I'm asking you, Lord, not just, not just forgive me of my sins, but fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your spirit. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with the goodness of God. Let me live my life in this abundance. Not striving, not begging, not pleading, but living in the promise of God. That every promise that you've written in this book is mine every promise and the day you're gonna you're like your word says in romans you're gonna set this old prisoner i've been a prison to sin i've been a prison to this world i've been a prison to this life and you're setting me free today and you're filling me with the holy spirit god so that i can walk in the newness of life if you're sick today believe god for his healing if you're concerned today about the tomorrow he tells you in his word, take no thought of tomorrow. Lay down all those anxieties. Trust in me. And I'm going to see you through this. God is for us. And all of his promises, all of his promises are yea and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you just lift your hands right where you are and say, God, come into my life. I welcome you, Lord, into my life. I welcome you into my situation. And I stand upon your promise. 
I stand upon your word. And I will not pray vain prayers, but I will pray prayers of faith, believing that you are my saving grace. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, worship with us and pray right where you are in your living room. Maybe you want to bow down right there on your, in your living room. Bow your knee before the Lord and say, God, I give you my heart today.